Hello and welcome back to another bonus episode of That Beauty Podcast, your go-to guide for all things beauty from two of Australia's leading beauty editors. That's me, Carly Ullman. And me, Bettina Tyrrell. Today we are coming into your ears on this Monday because we wanted to talk to you about something that seems to be quite a big um, skin issue these days. It's maskne, you know, with everything that's happening in the world and recommendations to wear masks to prevent and reduce the spread of coronavirus. I mean, in Melbourne, with all the restrictions, mask wearing is mandatory. In New South Wales, it's highly recommended if you can't social distance when you're going to the shops or in public transport. And while we're all for wearing the masks, the side effects on the skin are not a great thing. So we thought that we would come today to talk about why it's happening and what you can do to fix any of those skin issues that are happening as a result of mask wearing. Now it is just the two of us today, but we have come prepped with our expert tips. We have been in touch with Melbourne dermatologist, Dr. Shamala Gunathiesen, and she has given us some excellent tips on what you can do about your mask need. I think it's really important to start off with why it's happening because even if your skincare routine hasn't changed at all and you've been experiencing breakouts or rashes, you're probably thinking, what the hell is going on? So let's let's start at the top. Absolutely, Carly. And you know what? I have to say, I was dubious that mask knee, so we're talking about breakouts caused by mask wearing. I thought that was a made up thing. I, I didn't know if it was actually real. I was like, is this just this, the beauty industry trying to make us Marketing. buy more products? Yeah. But I mean, actually, imagine that the beauty industry trying to make you buy more products. Yeah, but actually, yeah. Go figure. But it actually is a real thing. So yes, maskne is real. Its medical name is acne mechanica. And until this year, it's been most common in athletes who wear padding or chin straps around the lower part of their face. But now we're all experiencing it. We've given it the cute name maskne. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty cute name for um, a pretty not cute thing, isn't it? So we asked Dr. Gunathiesen, what's actually happening under our masks? And she said, masks create this artificial microenvironment where there's increased friction and temperature, moisture and sebum or oil production. And so there's a lot happening under there that usually wouldn't go on when you're not wearing a mask. Now, I think it's important to note that people who wear masks long term, so such as your healthcare workers, they're more likely to suffer from breakouts as a cause of wearing the mask. But it's also important to know that masking doesn't discriminate and you don't need to be prone to breakouts or have an oily skin type to suffer from this type of acne. No, and that's the thing. You know, Dr. Gunathiesen did say that if you do have pre-existing skin conditions, you are more likely to find that wearing masks for long periods of time will exacerbate it. But you're right, it's because you've got this little, like, hot pot of things happening just around your mouth. It doesn't discriminate. It's going to cause drama for a lot of people. Now, more important than understanding what's going on is how do you treat it? Because it's all well and good to understand why it's happening, but you can't really prevent it from happening just by not wearing a mask because we've all got to wear masks. So let's talk about treatment. First step, according to Dr. Gunathiesen, is a gentle lactic acid or salicylic acid wash. So lactic acid is an alpha hydroxy acid, salicylic is a beta hydroxy acid. They kind of work at two different levels to um, exfoliate your skin, exfoliate the pores, get all the gunk and dead skin cells out of there. But the key thing to note there is don't go too hard on that. You kind of want to stick to two to three times a week. Any more than that, you're going to be 
over cleansing, over exfoliating. You're going to be stripping your skin of all the, the good juicy bits it needs to stay healthy. And when you strip your skin, that's when you're going to be even more prone to the reactions. And I know it's so tempting. I mean, how many times, Bettina, like when you've had a, a breakout or a pimple and you're just like, I'm going to exfoliate seven times a day to get rid of oh, that bad boy. You go ham. You throw everything at it. You're like, I'm going to wash my face four times today and then I'm going to apply everything I have, every burning treatment. treatment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But also that is definitely the wrong thing to do because often when you, you know, strip your skin that much, your skin goes, hang on, I'm really dry. I'm going to give you some more oils and it produces more oils and then you have an even messier situation to clear up. Yes. So two to three times a week. And of course, we do have some product recommendations for you. I have been using, I mean, look, it's kind of breaking the lactic or salicylic acid rule that Dr. Gunathesen said, but it is the, um, I've been using the Supple Skin Co. Fresh Face Enzyme Cleanser, and that's, um, it uses natural ingredients to gently exfoliate the skin, and it's a super, super gentle exfoliant that really, you don't feel the tingle, which at first I was like, Ugh. but your skin, my skin, has felt smoother, so I know that the exfoliation is working, and that's thirty nine ninety five. So a really nice, nicely priced cleanser. That sounds lovely. Then also, I've used it. I'm not currently using it, but I have used it before. Is the Skinstitute L Lactic Cleanser, which is a lactic acid based cleanser. That's forty nine dollars from Adore Beauty, and that's a that's a really nice mild lactic acid cleanser. But you know, guys, it's not just cleansing that you can get these ingredients in. A lot of times. We can get it in toners. You know, Bettina, you have spoken previously about your Mecca Glow Giver. Yeah. So I think, you know, instead of going out and buying something, you actually may have some of these products with these ingredients in them already in your cupboard. So have a look. You may have something like the Mecca Cosmetica Glow Giver Exfoliation Solution, which is more like a toner. And that has both lactic and salicylic acids. And that, again, does a very similar thing. You would only use it two or three times a week max. And that's $40 from Mecca. Then another thing that you can do to treat the breakouts on your face is kind of like you would with any other pimple, you can spot treat. So now Dr. Guna Thiessen, she's recommended a mild over-the-counter benzyl peroxide or even azelaic acid to help treat the area. But we have a few of our favorite spot treatments. I mean, I have for years and years used the Mario Badescu um, drying lotion. You know, that pink one you apply with the, the cotton tip dries beautifully and a nice pale pink on your face. But Hot damn, it works. Yeah, that's it a is, goodie. Or it's that's one of a the best. cult. That's a cult favorite for a reason. For a reason. Absolute. And it's twenty seven dollars. It's not. It's not breaking the bank, and it lasts forever. But I have to say that I have. Um, I have swayed from my Mario Badescu because I tried. There's a new range within Clarins. It's called My Clarins, and they have got a spot treatment. It's called the Clear Out Targeted Blemish Treatment. That is actually, coincidentally, also $27, and it's very good. It feels very mild. I applied it on a pimple near my nose, and I was like, "Mm, it's not tingling like I want it to tingle. We'll see. I swear to God, two nights of using it, gone. Pimple was gone. Brilliant. So, yes. Brilliant. I'll put, guys, obviously, we're going to put the links in the show notes for you. We're not going to leave you high and dry. 
And I want to add in, if you are wearing a mask, let's say you had a, you've got a nice, lovely, fresh breakout and you've got to wear a mask and you're concerned about the friction and the touching of it, the fabric touching your spot, get a pimple patch because if you're wearing a mask, no one can see your pimple patch under the mask <laughs> and it will protect it and it will prevent from any bacteria getting in there. It'll just create a nice little barrier for you while you're wearing your mask. And then once you get to wherever you're going, you can probably just like whip it off if you need to. That's a very good tip, Bettina. You do love your um, pimple patches, don't you? I do love my pimple patches. Shout out to Zit Sticker. <laughs> love you, boo. <laughs> love you. Another thing that you can do with your skincare routine is adding skincare's hottest ingredient right now, vitamin B3, a.k.a. niacinamide, into the mix because, as Dr. G says, it's an anti-inflammatory and restorative ingredient. So what that's going to do is help stop the spread of any acne you've got and really get your skin back on track. Now, we do love, we've both, we've actually both been using this, is the Synergy Skin Vitamin B Serum from our friend Terry Vinson. It is a great product. We both love it. So highly recommend. It's a winner. It is an absolute winner. That's $115 from SynergySkin.com. Other recommendations, we do love the um, Apotecare brand from Mecca. They've got a Vitamin B3 Pure Serum for $105. And lastly, if you're looking for a nice budget buy, The Ordinary always has excellent, excellent products and they have a nice and my 10% for a very, very nice $9.90 that you can get from Priceline and Adore Beauty. So a very accessible price point if you want to add some niacinamide to your routine. And Dr. Gunathiesen's last point on treating your skin is actually seems like the most obvious one is seek dermatology input early on to help repair the skin barrier and prevent any long-term scarring. I know seeing a dermatologist is pretty tricky right now for some, but I do know that a lot of clinics and dermatologists are offering either telehealth or, you know, virtual consultations. So if you are very concerned about your skin and it's not just like your regular pimple, then definitely look into a way to speak to a dermatologist. So to recap, to treat breakouts from wearing a mask, you want to use a lactic or salicylic treatment two to three times a week spot treat as needed, add some vitamin B3 into the mix, and if you need to, go and see a dermatologist. Okay, so how can we prevent maskne from occurring in the first place? So we know how to treat it, but how can we prevent it? Because there actually are ways. And Dr. Gunathiesen said that it's really, really important to get the right material for your mask and also the fit really matters as well. So she suggests 100% cotton for your mask as it allows the skin to breathe properly. She also suggests that if you can have mask free time. So she says 15 minutes every four hours. So if you can whip that baby off, let your skin breathe, let it open to the air and then put it back on. Now, this one might be a little bit more of a tricky one depending on your situation, but Dr. Gunathiesen also suggests that wherever possible to avoid wearing makeup. So you've got your layers of skincare and your sunscreen and your makeup. And in this micro environment, that is just creating a little terrible situation for you. So it's probably best to go makeup free wherever possible when you're wearing a mask. She also suggests to streamline or declutter your skincare regimen. Like we said before, sometimes when you have an issue or when you're trying to prevent an issue, you throw everything at it. But that 
is not the right idea. Less is more in this situation. And actually, if you want some more information on decluttering and reducing your skincare regimen so that you only have the essentials that you need, I highly recommend tuning into our episode with Dr. Catherine Armour, where she really breaks down the products that you need and the products that you also can probably ditch. And also, I have to say, like when I've had skin reactions before, not mask related, I really just keep it to cleansing and moisturizing and obviously during the day sunscreen I lay off the actives if your skin and your like is freaking out and the skin barrier is compromised sometimes those active ingredients it can just be a recipe for disaster so if in doubt strip it back exactly and your point there on you know keeping that skin barrier intact and protected really leads into Dr. Gunathesen's next point which is about using a gentle lipid rich wash then you pat dry and apply a lightweight moisturizer so this will work to hydrate the skin and act as a shield so this is for your day wear in the morning so if you're not sure what a lipid rich wash might mean lipids equal ceramides so if you see a product um, on the shelves that says ceramides on it then you're going in the right direction. So I my, my favorite cleanser is actually a ceramide cleanser. It's the CeraVe hydrating cleanser. This has got three different ceramides in it and it really helps to protect my skin barrier, especially for someone like me who suffers with rosacea. It's actually been one of the best things for me to use. It won't wash off your makeup or lots of sunscreen or heavy skincare that you've been wearing. So I suggest a little gentle micellar water first and then going in with the cleanser. But if this is your morning wash and then you're just going to put on a nice lightweight moisturizer, then you won't need to do that. Can I actually say one of my favorite cleansing oils is the Aven Zeracalm AD Lipid Replenishing Cleansing Oil. So you could even double up on your cleansing oil for your makeup which is lipid replenishing, and then the CeraVe. Amazing. Great. Great tip, Carly. I'm full of them. But actually what I wanted to say is when you spoke about um, a lightweight moisturizer that has a barrier, I bloody love the La Roche-Posay Tolerian moisturizers. They're really beautiful but basic formulas, rich, nourishing, lightweight. So if you're looking for a moisturizer and you're not quite sure where to get a really good basic one, highly, highly recommend La Roche-Posay. And that you can just price line. I didn't plan on even recommending that, so I don't have the price with me, but I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys. So to recap, choose a mask that's 100% cotton. Try and have some mask-free times, 15 minutes every four hours. Go makeup-free wherever possible and keep your routine really simple. So for the morning, rely on just a nice lipid-rich wash, some of the ones we've mentioned, and a lightweight moisturizer. So guys, we have been focusing a lot on the acne element of long-term wearing of masks. But the thing is, like I mentioned before, as per Dr. Gunathesen's advice, wearing a mask can exacerbate any pre-existing skin condition you may have. So if you found that your skin has gone a bit haywire, but it's not quite a breakout and you don't really know what's going on, here are some of the other common things that may happen from long-term mask wear and the things that you can do to help treat it or, you know, kind of prevent these things from happening. So a big one is contact dermatitis. What you want to do here is avoid harsh fabrics in a mask and put two layers of tissue or gauze inside the mask where the irritation occurs. 
like you mentioned with the pimple patches, it's kind of good to create a little bit of a barrier between where your reaction is and the masks. So a great one to keep in mind if you have been getting some contact dermatitis. Dehydrated skin is such a big one. When you've got that little weird microenvironment of sweat and oil and all that, your skin does dehydrate. So make sure that moisturizers are used before and after wearing a mask to really help maintain that skin barrier. Another thing, and this is probably much more relevant for our healthcare workers who are listening, are pressure injuries. Pressure from the mask can cause skin indentations, which long term can be painful. It just it's not a great thing. So Dr. Gunathiesen recommends using a hydrocolloid dressing or a silicon gel to help protect your skin there. Now, another thing that can happen is pressure urticaria. So very rarely hives may be caused by the pressure from wearing a mask. So what Dr. Gunathiesen recommends is avoid tying your masks too tight if you can. Find the right fit of mask for your face. And if you need to, take over-the-counter antihistamines such as fexofenadine, cetrazine or loretidine before putting on the mask. We'll put the names of those in the show notes for you because I am sure I have bungled up those scientific names 110%. While Dr. Gurathesen says this is the time to take a break from makeup and like a lot of us at home are like, yes, thank you. But you might also find yourself in some situations where you still want to be wearing it while also having to wear a mask. So some of the ways to look a little bit more polished without resorting to makeup, we can look to tanning drops. Carly, I know you were a massive fan. My absolute fave. We love tanning drops in this house. So podcast. (laughs) So why do you like them, Carly? I really want you to tell this story because I think it's really good. Since discovering how much more awake your skin can look with tanning drops, I I use them twice a week in my regular routine. So if you guys haven't listened to the episode where I recommended the tanning drops off the top of my head, I can't remember which one it was. So just go through our back catalogue and listen to every single episode to find it. But pretty much adding a few drops of, um, it's kind of like a tanning water solution into your moisturiser at night, mix it together, apply to your face. You kind of wake up with skin that has a little bit more life to it, but it doesn't look like you've just fake tanned your face. It's kind of somewhere between like a gradual tan and a fake tan, if that makes sense. It evens out your skin tone. It gives you a bit of life. I think it's a really good solution for if you want to do no no makeup, but want to still look alive, is my roundabout way of saying get involved. Yeah, so tanning drops, there are a few brilliant ones out on the market. You love the Tanologist one. Tanologist. There's Isle of Paradise ones. There's Drunk Elephant. Drunk Elephant. There are so many. So we'll put a couple of our favorites in the show notes for you. So apart from that, you can just try spot concealing. So just a little bit of concealer where you need it most instead of a full face of foundation. And also, if you're going to be wearing a mask, let's like draw attention to other areas of your face, right? Let's draw the attention to the eyes. Go for a really nice eye look, a winged liner, maybe a bit of blue liner like Carly suggested before. Guys, all of my tips thus far have been preparing you for mask wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? But let's face it, there is going to be a day when you're going to want to wear a full face of makeup or you might need to for a certain situation. So my recommendation is to look for humidity resistant foundations. There are some out there. Actually, there are a lot more these days, but particularly the Fenty foundations, they're all humidity resistant, meaning if you've got a mask on and you've got makeup on that kind of, you know, that like really hot, smoggy environment that you can feel in around your mouth. If your foundation is humidity resistant, it's not going to smudge and move and, and transfer onto your mask so much. 
Another favorite product of mine is the Hourglass Veil Mineral Primer. So this is an oil-free primer and it actually repels water. So what it essentially does, it waterproofs any formula you put on top of it. I love this. I remember I went into the Mecca store and the girls showed me how this worked. They put the primer on the back of their hand and then put a foundation over the top, then spritzed some water on it and you could see the water forming droplets on the top droplets. of the skin. Yeah, it was kind of like water off a duck's back. It's you know, mad. it doesn't, yeah, it was unreal. So basically anything you put on top of that will then become waterproof. So instead of going out and buying a new foundation, you can keep your own products that you love and use this primer. So that's $86 for 30 mil from Mecca and it'll last you a very long time. How bloody cool is that? Hey, I need to do a bit of a shout out though to a brand called Oxygenetics. Their whole thing is... um. They have foundation that's breathable. It's kind of like skincare meets makeup, you know, the best of both worlds. But they have this acne control foundation, which has the same breathable skin loving formula, but it's got 2% salicylic acid in it. So I think if you are prone to breakouts, whether that's through maskne or just your regular life, it can be a really great one to look into because that salicylic acid can help, you know, unblock pores, fight that acne causing bacteria, just keep your, your skin hopefully breakout free but then it's got those really lovely skin loving ingredients like aloe vera and vitamin e and together they work to you know calm redness and inflammation and give your skin a nice even glow so i think that's a great one for a makeup kit if you have had trouble finding foundation that works with um, acne prone skin and that one is 95 dollars from octogenetics.com.au well, guys, that's it for our Mask Knee special, but we'll put all of those links to the products in the show notes for you so you can go and shop them for yourselves. And I know that that was a lot of information to really take in. So what we might do is we'll put all those key points from Dr. Guna Thiessen into a cool little um, mini article on our Instagram this week. So keep an eye out for that so you can reabsorb what we just whizzed through in about 20 minutes and don't forget if you are experiencing any kind of skin issues and concerns that you're not sure about do seek advice from a medical professional or a dermatologist but if you do have questions about your skin or any beauty question please come find us on facebook that beauty podcast we do have some experts lurking about in there so they can help answer your questions Otherwise, as mentioned, we have our Instagram account at That Beauty Podcast. Come follow us, rate, review, subscribe. We love hearing what you guys have to say. We've got some fabulous reviews so far. And thank you very much to those of you who have already left reviews. We love them. We'll get back to our regular programming as of Wednesday. So until then, guys, bye. bye.